Hello everyone, welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. This episode is all about WrestleMania 24, held in Orlando, Florida, featuring hostess Kim Kardashian and the song, the song that you're currently hearing, Snow, Heyo, by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Once again, this is in March of 2008 in Orlando, and the theme song is Snow by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. The song that came out in 2006 is our theme for our WrestleMania in 2008. Once again, Orlando, the name of the song is Snow, Heyo. In this episode, Chris Kelly and I go over a very good WrestleMania featuring CM Punk, John Cena, Triple H, all the men that are actually still relevant nearly a decade later in professional wrestling. If you enjoy what we do on this podcast, please consider listening to our other episodes in this podcast feed that aren't about wrestling. Um, I also host a show for WGN Plus called Ubi Estimia. That's all about Chicago by former Chicagoans. Uh, somebody that's been on the show that you might enjoy is Marty DeRosa. He hosts a podcast called Wrestling with Depression. He's into the wrestling world and he's a great guy and uh, there's a lot of crossover with that. So consider downloading that show. And then also I write about wrestling for this site called Neutrons Protrons. All of that can be found at youmethemeverybody.com. Without further ado, and because you've heard just a perfect amount of snow, heyo, by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Here's Chris Kelly and I at WrestleMania 24. Okay, so WrestleMania 24, we're back to Roman numerals. The biggest WrestleMania under the sun, because we're outdoors for the first time in many years. Under the sun, and uh, there was a rain contingency, which is, uh, we're going to have the event, that's why there's a tarp over the ring. Is that, that what was, was the contingency, yeah. It was okay. like, well, we got to build a tarp over the ring in case it rains. Yep. They actually have, I think, when they go to Miami, they have an even bigger like contraption over mm-hmm. the ring, because that's possible. In March or April in Florida, it's going to rain. Did you think that... The ring looked good? The ring itself? The ring, like, configuration. It's, I think it's fine. It's weird. I find, like, uh, stadiums like Citrus Bowl that have that big wall of luxury boxes to look weird. But they does it, This one doesn't have that, though. This is a really old stadium. No, it does. It has that. Yeah, the, it's not built it's in the, the same way. It's got the wall in the one of the end zones. It's It's a little different, though. Then this what? is this is a stadium is from is like seventy years old. I mean, there's those that was rehabbed. Sure, I, I yeah. understand that, but okay. it's not like a brand new stadium. Right. Where like this year, it's going to look or last year it looked. Last year was ridiculous. With exactly, like, you know, door to door stage and all that stuff, which I kind of liked. Oh yeah, yeah. I like this setup. You like? I this think m- it looked good. The only the my smaller only, one, the older one, a little better than the the new like. No, I like both. Okay, I like both. I I like this stadium for a location, and I like that. At one point, it, it was down to like this in Paris. <laughs> That's never gonna happen. Yeah, that was not. Come on, it was gonna always gonna be Orlando. But the only issue I had was if I was in that crowd and if I was on one of those angles yeah. and I had to look through one of those posts, I'd be a little perturbed. Yeah, I wonder if it, you get that uh, obstructed view ticket thing. You know, it, it's really sad that it just dawned on me why one of the themes is "Snow Heyo" by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Why? Stadium Arcadium. Because it's in a stadium. That's it. That's awesome. Is that that's got to be the only reason, right? Google me songs. We're not we're not big time anymore. Just Google songs about stadiums. <laughs> Do it. Think about this. This is a year after it was a single, so it wasn't like a hot new song. Yeah, it's Red Hot Chili Peppers. They're always hot. Exactly. <laughs> and it's called Snow in Florida. Which, by the way, someone had a someone March thirtieth. Someone should tell them that Orlando is is hours from the beach, an hour from the beach at least. Like because yeah, all the promos. Yeah. So okay. uh, this has been our podcast about uh, WrestleMania <laughs> stadiums. I, I thought it was great, honestly. I I think this is. I a, think it's a good location. I think it's a good location, and I think this is a good uh, good mania of the Cena era. I'm not disagreeing, but one last thing about the location: if you look at how much money this brings into the city, I kind of like that it's in a second tier city like Orlando rather than a first tier city like Don't Miami. Insult. Second tier cities by saying Orlando is in a, sec- DC a second tier. DC is right on that fine line between first and second tier cities. Yeah, as far as size and what they can exactly capacity. I think the WrestleMania should always be held at either a second tier city like this, yes, or at a no longer used stadium so they could fuck it up. They could just do whatever they want. Exactly. Yeah, those are to me seem brilliant. Like whoever's going to take over that St. Louis Dome, that's where they should, should just be. and they'll like all right. Uh, 
Rusev, you get a tank, but you get to drive it through exactly. a wall. And then the whole thing ends with Kane's fire. <laughs> and they just that's how they that's the controlled demo. I am so excited to get to the last match of this mania. So let's start at the first one. Uh we missed it because it wasn't televised. Yeah, that's gonna be a thing for the here on out. But Which is fine. Some but of them are actually on the network because they were pre shows. Understood. This yes. is our first in HD. Yes. And the the pre match is included on the Blu ray, their first Blu ray. Okay. But not when we watched it. How'd you like the Blu-ray experience of this one? I I liked it because obviously it looks better. Yeah. I didn't like it because now I can't shrink the screen as much when I'm trying to watch these at work. <laughs> Practical concern. Yeah, so yes. that's your trade-off. So our first match, which I was going to say that for later. Our first it, match? Oh, yeah. Because yes. like, it comes Legend, up later. John yeah. Legend opens our show with America the Beautiful. Is this our most current slash popular America the Beautiful yet? Yes. Because you got the Queen of Soul, obviously, two-time. Ray Charles, but these are... Exactly. John Legend in 2008 and now is like, he's not stadium big, but he's really close. He's, he's real big. He could he plays Verizon, right? He could play. I don't know if he plays Verizon. He's either playing Dar Verizon. He's either playing okay. like a 5,000-seat theater yeah. or an arena. Yeah. Pretty big deal. Pretty big deal. Timely. Not the third Destiny's Child member. Exactly. It's our most current performer next to Cindy Lauper in her heyday. Yes. Okay. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. There's no Cindy Lauper, but... Um, he plays uh, to a generic American montage. Did you see anything in there? Nothing that really I think caught my eye. I think it's stuck. stuck. Uh, yeah. Then they do their second montage, which is basically a lot can happen in a year. It's all about old men and injuries. <laughs> because that's what they had in this year. They had Cena, Hurt, comes back from injury. Triple H, same thing. It's all about Flair's career. It's about Big Show returning, which we'll also get to in um, some more detail after this. Um, yeah, and it's got a butt rock theme as always. But it also is at Stadium Arcadium or at Chili Peppers era, and the Chili Peps have never sounded better when it comes to Super Bowls and and WrestleManias. WrestleManias, yes. The, you don't realize how shitty Butt Rock is until you hear the Chili Peppers. You're like, that's a pretty good song. Then you're like, oh yeah, I, I now this. appreciate I that. I prefer this so much. That's more. why they were so popular on modern rock with like alternative fans. It's did, not that they were good. Did you see the news today that like? Uh, Chili Peps asked, uh, they wanted Brian Eno to produce their stuff, and he turned them down like nine times. I thought it was Bowie. I think Eno is involved in this, too. That's great. They've all turned them There's. Did you see the Chili Peppers news from yesterday? Oh, we should timestamp this. It's currently Thursday, January 28th. Yesterday, my favorite email, I sent it to our uh, friend of the show, Goodrich Cavart. Uh, Chili Peppers doing a benefit for Bernie Sanders. Shepard Fairey did the poster. That's great. This, it made me giggle so much. That's better than the other. Aren't they having like Vampire Weekend and yeah, Killer it was Mike their first yeah. um, Vampire Weekend show without one of the guys that stole music from other people, Paul Simon. But he stole music from everything. Is it worse Two to things. just steal it directly from Africa or to steal it from Paul Simon stealing it from Africa? Well, number one, fuck Paul Simon. Okay. That makes me not like Bernie Sanders because Paul Simon. How do you feel about Paul Simon since he beats his wife? Does he really? Do you remember they had the domestic violence a couple years ago? No. Look it up. Great. This Back is great. Now it. I never have to. Well, I didn't like Paul Simon anyways, but. <laughs> Well, fuck Paul Simon, number one. That makes me not like Bernie Sanders because this current ad is all, it's coming to America. Yeah. Or to come to America. It's coming to America. If it was coming to America, can I'm we on re- board. Can we recut Bernie with yes. coming to America? <laughs> and number two, I don't remember what I was saying about Paul. Oh, yeah. Vampire Weekend, everything after the first record is pretty good. Their single, I, one, it was either 15 or 14, one of the best songs of the year. That's fine. They, you couldn't be okay after you stole from somebody that stole from somebody. Yeah. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. Once yeah. again, we're talking about wrestling. Yeah. No. And Paul Simon's Vince McMahon match is very good, so we'll get to that. <laughs> but first, we have a Belfast brawl because we're in <laughs> Orlando, and that's what you do. Okay. So this is another one where you describe why the match is happening, and it sounds like a child I telling love, a story. I love this so much. So Vince McMahon, I'm going to read it like that, because Vince McMahon was beating his illegitimate son, Hornswoggle, in a cage, but then JBL wanted to beat him up some more, uh, and he won't apologize for it, because Hornswoggle is actually Finlay's son. Okay, so in real life, at this point, Shane McMahon is no longer in the company? Uh, Maybe not. Because I don't see Shane McMahon at all. Okay, yeah, this might be when he's been deposed by uh, Stephanie. Okay. Which should happen in real life. Yeah. that's um, I love this so much. So you, because everything in the ring and everything portrayed around the ring's world is taken from real life, did they have Vince McMahon have an illegitimate child just to beat up Hornswoggle because he wanted to beat up Shane? He already beat up Shane, though. I understand that. But the last time we had Which Shane, that just text, is Shane, came ba- Shane came back to help his dad in the last mania we saw. Yeah. Okay, so what I'm asking you as someone that knows more about this than me 
does the does this Hornswoggle line only exist because Shane McMahon is no longer there? Possibly, but also, have you considered that they all wanted to beat up a little person? A hundred percent, yes. Okay. It is wrestling. Yes, um, yeah. So that's the story. That's why we have a fifty-year-old and a forty-two-year-old having a brawl uh, with garbage cans. The fifty-year-old is JBL or the Finley? Four? Okay, Finley. I uh, love JBL. He's back with his limo. Yeah, he's pretty great. But this is a garbage match. Um, no, it's not. It's not good, but it's not a garbage match. It's fine match. to start with, but it's just like... it's Dude, it's, it's not dumb. a pet... Oh, it's dumb, yeah, but it's wrestling. Yeah, no, that's fine, but... What's I, wrong but with like, dumb stuff? I just There's a difference the good between stuff. dumb and bad. They walk that line. Yeah, but they you're do just, a good job. Like, there's there's one move I really liked, which was when Philly did a suicide dive to the, to the outside, and he dove right into a garbage can lid. Yeah, that was cool. That was good. Um... And there's also a table spot, and JR has the line. The table was set for JBL. Maybe it was his last supper. That's great. Yeah. Um, I like that they made up a thing, which is the Belfast Brawl. Yeah. And it's hard. You sound like JR after the, like, Playboy Bunnies whatever match. You're like, let's get to some serious it's business. Still it's still real like, to me, damn it. Yeah, come on, man. It's it's a fucking we're, – we're doing re- – it's called WrestleMania. Yeah, I understand. Let it it's be the children. thing it is. Like, yeah. let it embrace these horrible cultural stare. There's a man from Ireland, so he's got a what's it called? Shillelagh. He's got a shillelagh, and there's a man from Texas, so he has a limo with fucking. Why doesn't he have a cattle prod? <laughs> cattle prod match. Because the Simpsons it's, already it's trademarked not that. This is amazing. I yeah. like this. Okay. It's almost. It's not too long. They get to the action really. Fast. It's our yes. quickest to the action, at least. On camera mania yet? Okay, that's pretty that's good. good. That's fine. No, I'm being too harsh on it. Maybe it's because I'm comparing it to the thing I, I referenced in an earlier podcast, but I couldn't get the I didn't have the details straight. If you're gonna watch this Belfast brawl, I think the thing is it doesn't go far enough for me, mm-hmm. and that's why I prefer the WLC match Extreme Rules oh, 2014. <laughs> <laughs> and it's on the network. It's awesome. It's it's a a little person, uh, tables, ours, and chair match with. Little uh, little announcers, little referee, little tables. It's you know, it's like the step stools that uh that Booker used last time. A real size ring. Yeah, they're gonna. That's a that's coast to coast is pretty big for them in that. So oh my god. Yeah, this is okay. So it's fine. Thank you. Concede yeah, that I this is a fine match. Fine. Don't like have fun with this thing. Comedy is a big part of wrestling. We forget a lot, a lot of the time. I understand, but the. Is there anything else about this match? That... I didn't think it was that bad. Is my yeah. only note. Yeah. It's like this isn't bad. This isn't. Come on, on paper, this is horrible. Yeah, these are two of the worst stereotypes that don't involve women in the entire event, and it's not that bad. Come on. Okay, that's the entire. Come on, it's yeah. two thousand eight. <laughs> yeah, it's not Obama's time yet. Yeah, we're getting there, we're but still not quite. the Bush era. All right, so then we get uh, introduction to our hostess of the event. Yeah, um, it's Kim Kardashian, guys. How the fuck did what? I had to look up when the sex tape came out. It was two thousand seven. This is uh, so the Kardashian show is already on. It, like at this just point. started. Yes, on the E Television Network, which yes. they tell us later on. It's like, oh, that's the future of this network. But that's, it predates their their relationship about. It's uh, perfect. Us, it's but, so yeah. perfect. Do you and think she knew where she was? She always knows where she is. She's a lot smarter than people think, I and I think she's actually smarter than a lot of people think during this mania because later on she doesn't really let the crowd get in. Any sort of booze or mm. cheers. She knows that, like, this is going to be bad. She changed her cadence, not get what chance. Yeah. She <laughs> did a good homework. job. No, I actually, I do, I don't mind Kim Kardashian. No. So, yeah, it's fine. Um, but I do mind Mr. Kennedy, who interrupts her. Oh. So now I hope that Kanye goes on a Twitter rant against Mr. Kennedy. Yes, please. Yes, please. Yes. But then he'd have to know who Mr. Kennedy is, and no one cares. Do you think that... CM Punk and or Kim Kardashian's live would have changed if Punk got that promo instead of Kennedy because no. it's for this match that we're yeah. going to see. I don't know. I, I, think I it, do. I think it changes everything. <laughs> I, I think it butterfly affects the entire world. Well, I'm still. You know, I think we'll see what this new album. But see if we can do a CM Punk is uh, or Kanye West is CM Punk. Let's see. Hmm. No. No, you can't, because just to see him. Do you think CM Punk would have a big problem with alcohol after his mom dies and then goes on Leno and <laughs> apologizes? Do you yeah, even remember that? Thing. He's Kanye's done so much. I love Kanye so much. Oh, that's the premise of wrestling, by the way. Brandon Weatherby loves Kanye West. <laughs> and The Rock. And John Cena. Yeah, so, those guys are great. Yeah, so we get uh, the match that, that that was kind of a promo for is our uh, annual Money in the Bank ladder match. First time with seven men. Yes, and I think this one... 
this is my favorite. This is a match I'll just put on when I'm drunk, and it's like really, over. yeah, because I there's so many spots in this. Yet it's better than the last one because it's definitely better than the last. The one. spots generally, except for like one or two big exceptions, are built around people going for the the money in the bank. Yeah, so let's do our introductions. Yes. Uh, John Morrison is there. He had a tag team belt, and my note on that is, huh? Yeah. Um, why, huh? Just okay. Okay. So John Morrison. I think this is the first time we've seen him yes, in Mania. Uh, John Morrison's gimmick is that he's uh, the guy from uh, the Doors, Jim Morrison, but with cartoon abs. So his theme song sounds like. Speaking of the Chili Peppers, sounds like their cover of Fire. But it's actually, I looked it up, it's by Stone Free Experience, which is basically a Jimi Hendrix uh, cover band. I did not know that. So that's kind of his thing, because he does have like a cartoon 8-pack. He currently wrestles as Johnny Mundo in Lucha Underground, which I just started watching season one, and it's awesome. Okay. Because it's like grindhouse uh, promos and stories, and then good wrestling. Cool. So John Morrison uh, is good. Uh, Carlito, Shelton Benjamin, uh, Mr. Kennedy, U.S. Champion MVP. Oh wait! Oh, just I wanted to get that in. Oh, about MVP. I just don't like. Don't him like him at all. What? How do you feel about Intercontinental Champion Chris Jericho, who looks exactly like he does now? Fine. He plateaued. It's really hard to hate Chris Jericho, but it's really harder to love Chris Jericho. I think, I think there's there's stuff to love, but I mean there's so much stuff to just ugh at and just to be done with. Like him now as a face in yeah. 2016. But no, no, now there. with him and AJ Styles, I kind of like it. Yeah, that was good. Him um, and anybody but the New Day. All right, I'll right. Take it. No, I'm curious. I actually want to see since Styles is coming in and it's such a face. I would like to see Jericho get back to his natural role, which is definitely a smarmy heel. And who is El Generico? Is it Sami Zayn? Yes. So why can't we? Ju- they just do El Generico, Generico. The in, just the rest of the year. They're getting there, but for now, Jericho. And did you notice when they did, did backstage? You're all over the map. I know Jericho. Uh, it's like looks so much bigger than Styles. Like yeah, Jericho's yeah, not yeah. a big guy, and he wears lifts, but Whatever. he looked like a bigger. Oh, human. I don't care about that at all. It just it's yes. And our last person in this match, I saved it for last, so you can drop in the music is CM Punk. the music yes so this one gets they get going right away uh oh uh should we say who's over uh yeah it'd be cm punk Punk is fucking (laughs) over man it's the biggest i think it's the biggest pop of the night other than flair michaels oh yeah and which is saying something and that's the crazy thing like the non not just the pipe bomb but i I don't know i think you've probably seen those promos where punk with triple h when he called him paul in the middle of the ring like the whole thing of like one of his first major matches was like reunited DX and the Hardys and Punk and Punk was over more over than any of them, and it, he he did have an argument. I mean, he's a dick, but he had an argument that like yeah, that whole thing you say is like oh you just have to be over with the fans and then you'll you'll get whatever you want was never true for him because he always was over. Um, I don't agree with that argument that that's how things work. I think the ar- oh well that's that's Triple H's argument. It's bullshit, obviously. No, I think Triple H's argument is the same as most any business ever. It's who's the easiest to work with. Period. Okay. Well, yes. Well, then in that case, and that it slash money because if yeah. if you can make money in anybody, I'll just always go with the easiest to work with. Sure. But uh, in this match, uh, he is completely over. Oh wow! He's... And he gets he gets his shit in, but not as much as some of these other guys. Well, it doesn't make yeah. It's weird. It's not like a punk. Yeah, spots no. match. He could do this stuff, and he takes a lot. He takes some good bumps, but the big stuff. I mean, the the first thing that kicks it off is John Morrison taking a ladder and doing a backflip off the turnbuckle into a crowd of men. That's pretty cool. Yeah, which you know, it's one of those like, okay, so how does this help you win the match? Well, it's early enough that I'll take out all the men, take out everybody, and then try to get back in time. Who does the moonsault with a ladder? That was Morrison off the oh my god off the turnbuckle. Is yeah. it the same outside? Yeah, yeah, jeez. There's the, a lot. Morrison rides the ladder at one point. Like there's the triple sunset whip from Shelton Benjamin. I don't even remember yeah, the two other white flip, guys. Superplex. Yeah, it's crazy. I I have a note that my my face like turned into a cartoon. My mouth, my jaw, literally dropped. That and my actually, eyes got big. That literally happens in the match too. They do that spot where Shelton Benjamin they push him. Now the the horizontal ladder outside the ring is such a trope now, but. When they push Shelton Benjamin off the ladder and he lands, he does a front flip and lands on that. Carlito's face is that same cartoon jaw dropping, like I think we just killed a man. Face. Did he get legit hurt? I don't know. 
because that was a question. You can land as I mean, you land as well as you can. It, they land. I mean, this mat, this that same spot happened in, in thirty one last year. Dean yeah, Ambrose yeah. He literally broke the ladder in half. It's not great, but if you land straight on it, it's as, as good yeah. as it's going to get. Shelton Benjamin is underrated. Yeah, Benjamin at one point he walks the ropes, jumps on the ladder, and then the ladder crumbles under him. And he yeah. just like they he botched it. They yeah. botched it in a way where it was really good. Well, it's because the ladder I think just gave. It's so fucking crazy. Yeah, I mean, there's some great stuff too. The, what like, commentary by me? It's so fucking crazy. You really should be in the booth with these oh, guys. God. Um, using wall, uh, Jericho does the walls of Jericho using the ladder as a fulcrum. That's so cool. Yeah, like it's, it's one of those. Yeah, he's not gonna get the the briefcase that way, but it actually makes sense. It makes more sense than like. Oh no, Paige is doing a submission on the table. Like this, if you're going to use the thing, use it as a simple machine and okay. hurt somebody. So we, could we just skip to the point where we just say this is a great match, everyone should watch it. Yes. Can we talk about Hardy now? Yes. Okay. So um, Matt, well, the first thing that Matt, there's two things that Hardy does. And the first thing is that... Um, He's not in the match. Right. That's actually, yeah. So that's what he does. <laughs> yeah. So MVP is climbing the ladder. MVP had storyline, I guess, injured Matt Hardy. Yes. Matt Hardy comes to the crowd like Roman Reigns, and uh, he gives MVP a twist of fate off the ladder, and then he leaves, which is great. Yeah, which, like, it is great. It is great because it actually does – that's part of a story. Exactly. Yes. But the announcers don't do the best job explaining what the fuck just happened. You have right. to look you this kind of up. Have to, you have to look it up or you have to get the just kind of get the context that he was not happy with MVP. Which I get. And that's right. fine, but yeah. why? Now, in real life, Hardy was was it this Hardy or a different Hardy that was supposed to be in the match? Was it Jeff probably or him? Jeff? But Jeff is probably at this point. That's the reason why it's a seven man match. Okay, it was probably because Jeff was in uh, rehab of some sort or TNA. I don't know which is worse. No, but. it's I think it's it's rehab. Hold on here. Yeah, I don't think this Matt is... Matt Hardy returning to action after suffering a legitimate injury. So yes. he was out for... Okay, Jeff Hardy was supposed to be in the match, but he violated the wellness program was taken out of the match. Yes. There you go. Uh, drugs are not in the wellness program. Yeah, and those are the big uh, things of the match. Basically, uh, Carlito spits his apple in Jericho's face. It's so good. Uh, Jericho does the code breaker to Punk with the ladder. Looks very painful. Uh, just getting smashed into it. Does Punk Punk eventually wins this? Punk wins it, yeah. Yes, yeah, so this is his first. This is because he didn't win the last one. No, but he, he yeah, he was close, but he did not. It's his first of two Money in the Bank wins. Yeah, it would have been better if. Oh man, his old music is so bad, <laughs> so yeah. bad. It was. And I like that it was uh, Orton's music from one night, and then they gave it to Punk. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this song. All right, moving on. We cut backstage, and uh, Cena, Orton, and Triple H, our headliners, are brooding. That's about it. And then we see our Hall of Fame ceremony. Yes, and our Hall of Fame was old-timers, Gordon Sully, uh, Eddie Graham, the Briscoes, Mae Young, uh, the Rock inducts his father and grandfather, Rocky Johnson, and Peter Maeva. Uh, Triple H inducts Flair. Um, and Flair has a good quote. Uh, Everything I've done wrong, I must have done something right. And then they cut to his kids, who we'll see some more. Charlotte, Megan, uh, Fat David, who really had a... I guess he was really depressed after Undertaker beat the shit out of him that time. And read. Rest in peace. Oh, boy. Yes. It's sad. It is sad. It's weird to see Charlotte at this age, because Charlotte is, what, like early 20s at this point? Yeah. And now she's the Divas champion? She's aged a lot. She's turned into an adult. Right. She's like the one Diva that we met as an adult versus like an, like a late teenager, early 20-something whose face is going to drastically change. Yeah, no. Because yeah. she looks very she's... different now. Not bad, not worse, just no, yeah, she's different. different. She looks like she's aged the appropriate amount. Yes, yeah. which is weird for which wrestling. Which is weird for wrestling and the women. Yeah. This man, Ric Flair, is going to wrestle in this fucking card. Yeah. Um. So Ric Flair's crying, which is like on Tuesday. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Mae Young is having a blast. Yeah. Does I couldn't... Uh, now, is this the part... Do they actually cut to them... Uh, coming out? Coming out? Yeah, they do. So does Mae Young... Does she work almost fall over or shoot almost fall over? Shoot. <laughs> okay. Because I think, yeah, somebody has to give her a she's hand. She's like so 100 at this point. She's it's not, crazy. actually. She said she's 100, but it was a joke. She I love she her. She was like 80. I like, she I could like her, years. right? Yeah, Mayung's fine. Okay. Fuck Moolah. <laughs> Fuck Moolah. All right, we're consistent on the podcast. Yes. And then we cut to oh, our boy. MC of the Playboy match that we're having later, Snoop Dogg. If you're going to have a Playboy match, I understand you should have Snoop Dogg. Yes. You shouldn't have a Playboy match. No, you shouldn't. But, you but should if you're Snoop going Talk, to have a Playboy match. You should match. have legit wrestling fan, 
uh, cousin of Sasha Banks, Snoop Dogg there. Yeah, it's pretty and cool. And he should be hanging out with, uh, with a bunch of idiots and Mick Foley. Um, Festus is there. Um, so Festus's thing is that he was a little touched. Uh, he's not, he's not like Eugene. He's just kind of like not all there until you hit the ring bell, and then he's like Frankenstein's monster. So it's Chris Benoit's ghost. Yeah, but it's actually Doc Gallows, who after Festus would be part of CM Punk's Strange Society, and also will be returning soon because he's one of the New Japan guys who's coming back. I did not know that. Yes. So that that how old is this guy now? Upper thirties. Okay. Um, also, there is Santino Morella in his kind of like sleazy Italian promoter gimmick <laughs> before his like silly comedy run with the snake. And also, there is Mick Fizzle uh, because remember that time like Snoop Dogg jumped the shark, and everyone and then all white people everywhere tried to turn words into Izzle. Yeah. Yeah, and he was in a like old Navy commercials. Yeah, Mick Foley tries to do that. It's bad. Mick Foley needs money. Okay. Yes, he has kids. He loves him very much. Yeah, and this is a couple years before his daughter somehow turns his fame into a career. So, yeah, he needs money for his fam. Okay, so then there's the Chili Pepper song, which is aptly titled Snow, March 30th, 2008. In Florida. And now it's our SmackDown versus Raw for brand supremacy match. Yeah, I put uh, who cares about this match or the stipulation. Agreed. Okay, uh, so many fireworks for Batista. So many fireworks. Yeah. So many that it's hard to tell what's going on in the ring for the first part of the match because it's, it's another smoky, real smoky. Yeah. In Orlando, um, and this is the match I noticed that there's a lot of color in the crowd. Um, there was that ma- uh, mania in Philadelphia where, mm-hmm. like, I'd say fifty percent of the crowd was like young teenage boys yeah. in black t-shirts. There's a pretty good amount of males and females. There's a good amount of old and young. There's a good amount of not just black T-shirts that say NWO. Yeah, it's a pretty diverse crowd. It's nice to see it. You know, and now when you watch WrestleMania, it's like, oh, I can't afford those seats. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Like we haven't crossed over to that yet. We're almost it's there. It's not like quite a a luxury event. Yet. Exactly. Now it's fucking. How, I don't know. I'm glad it's doing well. I guess I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. All right. So that match happens. It's kind of an old school match. Yeah, because Umaga is just, he's a monster. Mm-hmm. He's a monster heel. And Batista, as you know, he's another, I mean, he was also the monster. But he's less, I mean, he doesn't have, like, face tats or whatever, like Umaga. Do you think everyone would have liked Batista more if he didn't have that weird belly button tattoo? The one of that the looks, sun? Of, like, the, the, that the, he got on spring break when he was down there with. The Sublime <laughs> Sun logo? It's so he bad. He was down with a sorority in, in Orlando and he got a belly button tattoo? He seems like a nice guy who gets it now. Yeah, it's kind of like it's the inverse of Brock's uh, uh, tramp stamp. <laughs> <laughs> because no one, you can't tell a guy that looks like Batista uh, or Brock like don't get that tattoo. Yeah, you can. Like you're looking at someone the, should. You're looking at the women's tattoo book. <laughs> Put that away. Uh, I really hope that that's that Ambrose cuts a promo for his upcoming Brock Lesnar Ambrose Roman Reigns match just about the tattoo. Actually, I would recommend he did the little Michael Cole sit down interview thing. <sighs> I sent it to you. It's great. I it's watched Barry it. Piper. Yeah, Ugh, it He's wasn't like, as cocainey. Yeah, as the, like nothing. Nothing is. All right, then we get our weird graphic of uh, our <laughs> upcoming fight: Floyd Mayweather versus the Big Show. Tail the tape. Uh, Floyd Mayweather. I just to say ew. Because he's a domestic abuser and a piece of shit. Okay, good. And then my favorite part of WrestleMania ever? I don't know. Probably this month, though. The Big Show's shoe size. Size 18. 18. 6E. That's big. I don't know where you get I don't think that's a real measurement. Yeah, I don't know. I know 18 is. Yeah. I don't think. Is that like super wide? I don't know. Yeah, that's what that means. Yeah. But I do appreciate that the... the weight, obviously, the weight difference is ridiculous. One fifty nine yeah. to four forty one. The height difference is nuts. Five eight to seven feet. I like the reach. It doesn't look as when Mayweather's got a seventy two and and Show's got an eighty four. It's actually look, seems <laughs> as far as the other ones go, it's comparable. Even though it's it is a foot you, more. And I understand that they have this card up there, and it's kind of cool. Like they're like yeah. it was in USA Today or something. As soon There's as you see these two guys in the ring. It's yeah. like, oh, yeah, this is a great idea in a weird, fucked up way. Yeah, and we can get to the reality of that when we get to that match. Well, yeah, let's do that later. Okay, then we get our back, our before the mania. Yes, our pre show battle royale. Our 24 man. A lot of guys. Kane won. Kane won it because why course, wouldn't he? He's a course. big guy. He's not a big show, but he's a big guy. Uh, b- 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 why, why, why do we even know this is Armando Estrada? Ew. 
I don't even know. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> this is for the ECW Championship, so it's going to be Chavo Guerrero. Yes. Who does not get a pop at all. That's, no one likes him. That's pretty much consistent. Although he is he is good in, in Lucha, which this whole podcast will be about my new <laughs> love of Lucha Underground. And then Kane comes out. Yeah, and they, they bring out this sports realism of like, so Chavo knew he was going to have to face the winner of the Battle Royale. Did it, is an hour long enough to prepare for the winner of the match? So they're like trying to give it that sports realism, kind of like what they're doing with the Big Show fight. Mm-hmm. And then they do the most like wrestling thing possible, which is have like Kane materialize, choke slam him, and win in eleven seconds. It's pretty cool. As far yeah, they did these. Yeah, do the you think squashes. that they buried Chavo Guerrero because they're like, hey, <laughs> they already buried one Guerrero. exactly? <laughs> do you think that was payback? Like we had big plans for this guy. Handle your drugs, Eddie. We're gonna bury Chavo. That seems cruel, but. Think Not about unfounded. it. Think about it. Because, this company... because when you think of ECW, you think of Kane. Like, come on. Out of and oh, even the ECW brand became such a I understand m- that. Mess. I understand that. But yeah, come on. Come on. Who is more available and symbolizes WWE more than Kane on this card? You can't have it be Taker. Yeah. You can't have it be Triple H because he's busy. Cena's busy. Orton's busy. Who else is could there? They, could it be possible they were just burying ECW because they didn't like Paul Heyman? Understood completely. Yeah. But still, it's a weird. It's kind of a fuck you to two things at once. Yes. Which I kind of love. This is what Mania is all about. We've now talked about this match more than, much longer than the match. There's a skit. Yeah, this is a strange little skit where a little vignette, a film thing, where Carlito is hanging out with Maria, who's going to be in the Playboy match. And then they're attacked by a seagull, and I think Carlito probably gets bird poop on him. He does. And then the Chili Peps play the end. Okay, so we're moving on to Raven Simone. Okay, so as far as repugnant almost said repug repugnant celebrities that What's aren't wrong a, with she's, this one she's horrible she's like stacy dash you realize that like raven simone when she talks it's bad because she uh, it's way beyond the scope of this podcast she's a bad person but raven she's also simone is yeah yeah she's a bad person i know that uh she's also an actress and musician and no tell me star. what she does that's so bad uh she's kind of like like stacy dash like she's kind of like a troll against like since she's She's um, a person of color and gay. Yes. She's kind of a trolls that, like, she doesn't want to be described as that. She's kind of like how Stacey Dash is, like, this conservative black woman. Yes. Raven Simone does that for race and sexuality. Okay. Yeah. She's, like, on The View and shit. I don't know. She. I only see her because she says stupid things and it ends up being, a, being on Twitter. Listen, I'm just a big Cosby Show fan, and I think it's cool that Raven she's Simone. The only th- she's the second most problematic person on The Cosby Show. Theo's number one because he didn't want to go to school. And then he had they that had... earring. <laughs> it's really problematic. Here's, and then this is the one part I'm like, oh, my social justice warriors are here <laughs> for good. So this is amazing. She comes out and goes, what it is, Orlando? Oh, boy. Yeesh. Um, she's there to talk about the Make-A-Wish Circle of Champions, um, which are all the kids that John Cena goes to see. And then she tells them to stand up, guys, which is fucking hysterical <laughs> since half of them are in fucking wheelchairs. Also, I think Kanye's done. But, you know. Kanye, didn't he, like, stop I, the show? Yeah. He's like, stand up, man. I think that was a joke, but still. Um, I was watching this, and my, my wife was there, and she said that all those kids now, are they're all hanging out with Connor at the WrestleMania in the sky. <laughs> That's adorable. <laughs> yeah, it is. They're all dead. You know what, though? There's a good stable of dead wrestlers that they could have a WrestleMania every day in the sky. Actually, we should we should fantasy book the... And when we're done with this, fantasy, right, book. fantasy book dead WrestleMania. Dead. If we wait a couple more weeks, we'll have even more people. <laughs> Speaking of that, we get to uh, we cut to our next montage. Now I just can't... I'm just only thinking about fantasy booking. <laughs> no, 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 no. There's, you're missing the best part. There's two things about this. Number one... Um, I do genuinely like this part because it's kind of like, you know, we're all just playing here, right? This is kind of like four kids. Yes. Let's calm Let's down it, here, yeah. which I love. Mm-hmm. Two, those kids deserve way better music. It's then, some like shit, acoustic spiritual, hopeful bullshit. Right. And then Jerry Lalago says he's a huge Raven Simone fan. <laughs> She's a little too old for him. All right, so then we have our video package of Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair. So this is set to Fuel's Leave the Memories Alone, which is the best title for how we should treat wrestling. Like, leave the memories alone. If if something was good in your childhood, 
just leave it there and then never never see like, hey, I liked Hulk Hogan. How's he doing? So you're saying this is a bad idea to rewatch every single WrestleMania and talk about it at length? Yeah, we should be leaving these memories alone or making new memories. And the difference between you and me is I don't like that shitty band, so I'm in the right. Okay, no, Shimmer is a good song. Fuck you. And it holds up. The only fuel that matters is the song fuel by Metallica, which I've already argued is the most realistic and best song yeah, of all I'm glad time. You were it's able about to a car that likes to drink gasoline. I'm, gonna, I'm glad you're able to bring up basically a tweet twice on this podcast. <laughs> so um, this montage is all about Ric Flair. He is the definition of passion in WWE, which is them rewriting their history because all his moments save winning the Rumble in 92. All his moments are basically anything you think of with Flair is NWA or WCW. Thank you. Um, but they own that now, so it's WWE now. And uh, Vince uh, basically gives him a, because he's a bad guy, he just says that next time you lose a match, your career is over. And so Flair says, well, if, then I'm going to challenge Shawn Michaels because if I'm going to lose, that's how I'm going out. Um, but HBK doesn't want to do it. Um, so this is great. Yeah, it's a great story. It's like, reality it. versus yeah. age. Yes. And and they're both men are on the same side. Yeah. And and it's it's a it'll be eventually call, kind of called back cuz if you if you are doing the retiring of somebody, you will be being retired as well eventually. Um HBK's last promo about this, he put a kind of put the the finger gun to Flair's head and said he's old yeller and he's going to put him down, mm-hmm. putting him out of his misery cuz eventually he concedes obviously. Um when after the promo, after the the package, um they go backstage to Flair for a promo, and I with, didn't... With what? With Mike Adamley. Do you know who that is? No. Mike Adamley played Bears for played uh, football for the Chicago Bears in the 70s and a few other teams. He also did American Gladiators. Interesting. And he's currently with on... Larry Zonka? Exactly. And he's currently on NBC Chicago, like the local mm. sports guy. He's great. Yeah. Got a DUI a few years ago. <laughs> he's a good guy. Yeah. I, um, this, for someone who was probably the best promo of all time... This one's very underwhelming. It doesn't need to exist. It's exactly what it I had. Th- but I, it doesn't take away anything. That's fine. I had The montage was great. I think it if was, they just was. left it at that. But at and the same it, time, it's like you, you do want Flair you on You want Mike. Flair on Mike. But they cut, so they kind of try and they don't really get it all. This but. is the one time it's like, you couldn't get Mean Gene? Is Mean Gene still alive? You couldn't yeah. get Mean Gene for this one, this one promo? Because Mike la- Adamley's used once. You had him last year to have Randy Orton make fun of him. You couldn't yeah, have him like, you mean the guy that he's worked with, the WCW and the WWF? Come on. Yes. No? And if they had just cut right to this intro, his his intro is great because he gets the full fireworks. It's now dark outside. He gets... Well, and, and it's weird because Michaels goes out first. Yes. Mr. WrestleMania, who's you, who's had thus far the most intricate entrances other than Undertaker, yes. comes up first. Right. Pretty understated for a Michaels entrance. Oh, yeah, definitely. He didn't have any, any T-shirt guns or anything. He did have a sexy boy hat and a <laughs> sexy boy uh, straw cowboy hat. Everything is. Real bad luck. Yeah. But Flair gets the full fireworks. He's got the robe. It really feels like... Really quick, yeah. bef- before the flare comes out, mm-hmm. first time this camera's used. I don't know if you noticed this. The camera essentially follows Michaels into the ring. Okay. So for the first time, we get to see what it's like to be a wrestler and see that the arena. Angle. That's really, really cool. Nice. Uh, I, I never saw that before, and I'm kind of regretting... We don't see that nearly enough. We're never going to wrestle. I have no desire to risk my life like this. But I'm interested to see this point of view. Yeah. Why not show this more often? This and the above camera ring... Uh, above ring camera in the Money in the Bank ladder match. I don't even know if it was used this year in this one. I can't remember. I, th- I vaguely recall because the video quality is bad. So I re- Two recall. of the most underused cameras in all of wrestling. Yeah, and the, and they do. I feel like they're saving this type of stuff now for the behind the scenes and the documentaries and stuff, and they're keeping it separate. Okay, maybe that makes sense. Okay, but anyways, then Flair. Then Flair gets, gets his really impressive intro and it really feels like even though he's had a mania and he's had a mania moment like this really it's nowhere this really feels like his first and last wrestlemania match and it really kind of erases the need for all the other ones we had what eight and then he was back in wcw yes and then at wrestlemania eight and then he was in dx or something like that well he was in evolution evolution and then he had (laughs) he had to fall off of a ladder he had the thing with rock yeah i mean a lot of his stuff just happened this is the one that feels like it needs to happen yeah um, so it starts, you know, they get into it immediately, and, you know, Rick's yelling at him, and like, old yeller, huh? And HBK, uh, Flair, the last time they encountered Flair, it slapped him, so he slaps him back. And so Rick is bleeding from the mouth immediately. Uh, they tr- they trade chops. Is Flair the one that says Flair first blood, brother? You hear it? You, oh, I think I, it's Flair. It probably is. I mean, they trade chops. They're, 
really going at it. That's great. And um, you know, HBK he d- he brings like does the springboard moonsault that he did last time to to Cena. This is even worse. Like it, with Cena, like he kind of hit it. This one he just hits the table, uh, which is great just to like immediately break your back. Took him with the backflip, right? Yes. Um, Flair's offense is not bad. He's getting some suplexes in, some gut wrench, like which is not your standard Flair match. Usually, it's it's Flair like begging in a corner. Or doing some of the stuff he does later in this match. You don't get to see. So it really, it has the gravity of like, the, well, this is my last one. I'm 59. Speaking of gravity, yeah. uh, one of the reasons why this has so much gravity is because who's calling it? It's JR and the King. Yeah. Perfect. Yes. And the King, I think, gets his best line of yes. all wrestling. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. He says, you know, Michaels had called Flair Old Yeller. And they didn't put down Old Yeller because he was old. They put him down because he was rabid. And there's nothing more dangerous than a rabid dog. And that's. And that's what Flair is in this match, and that's great. I have a different best line. Oh wow! Yeah, that's crazy. But it's I also have the worst that... line of the night okay. from Lawler. Yes. Here's the worst line: Flair, hear me out. Flair certainly took exception to that old reference Yeller Michael said earlier. Oh, the when he when he had a stroke. Yeah. Okay. So that's the worst one. Sure. Um, and then the best one is he who hesitates is lost. It it's Lawler quoting the fucking Bible. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, considering that Lawler could have easily gone with he who hesitates masturbates, it's pretty clear that he <laughs> picked the better line. Uh, you know what's so great about this? What? This whole mania, and specifically this match, no Hulk Hogan reference. Yeah. I know, it's nice. It's a, it, it's possibly what we'll have this year, maybe not, but you know, it's nice. To there's, see a, there's an amazing sign that Flair, please don't retire. Yeah. There's F- <laughs> Flair going for Michael's knee. Like after one of the, after one of the super kicks is just perfect heel shit. Oh yeah, he does a lot of that. I mean, there's there's a one there's a couple things basically about the storytelling this that it gets really good after they're beating the crap out of each other. The story becomes that HBK can't pull the trigger, and that it Flair, takes three or four super kicks. Yeah, because the first one he hesitates, and then Flair. The other angle is that Flair is still the dirtiest player in the game, and he he capitalizes when. When Michaels can't pull the trigger on the super kick, he turns into a figure four. Um, he starts bringing out all the – does a low blow and the eye rake, and he pulls, I think, something off the – I think he pulls the turnbuckle cover and tosses it to get the ref yeah. away, and then he does something shady. It's pretty great. And then, you know, Michaels eventually hits a super kick out of nowhere, doesn't get him down, does a second one out of nowhere, and this is when they're coming in for the close. And Rick is kind of, like, getting up. He's on his knees. He's crying. And, and Michaels, they cut to him, and he's just a – perfect that they get the camera on him and he says it at the right time and he looks sad he he, he looks legit it's great sad. Acting. and he says i'm sorry i love you and he super kicks him and puts him down and that's it this i think makes up for all of my hatred of michael's towards the rock okay i think he grew up and he's sort of like wait what michael's in the rock yeah michael's was addicted to the rock oh and yeah that's why i was like fuck michael's sure but yeah. they were uh, i I would just like uh, I want to hear your point, but basically the rocks come in and when they brought him in, they were like they strapped to the rocket to him and was like he didn't prove himself. He, it, he eventually did, obviously, yeah. but at first he didn't. He no, was he was shitty to his mom, is what he said. Oh, I didn't know that. Part. Yeah, well, so, and this is sort of like I'm sexy boy. He's not a role model. I'm gonna literally break my back or come close to it. Yes, to show how this old man how much I love him and yeah. how much I respect the business. And I want to make the best product possible with maybe one of my worst opponents ever. Oh, yeah. And it's amazing. Right. Number two, is there a better song for Ric Flair to have to hear in his retirement match than Sexy Boy? <laughs> it's pretty good. Come on. Yeah. You got to hear this song multiple times because like, you, 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 you lost the match. We have yeah. to hear Sexy Boy You're gonna multiple hear times. Yeah. That's, that's perfect. His, that's his punishment. Um, Rick is, you know, crying in the ring and kind of so- soaking up the moment. And they cut to his families in the front row. They're crying, and uh, everyone's crying. It's a, it's a sad day for Ric Flair. This is so opposite of Hogan celebrating. Yeah, celebrating. It's so great. Yeah. Here's a few things. Is it this? Is this the best Mania match ever? Here's why. Besides just in ring work. That's fine. I'm already on board. Here's so. ring. Here we go. In terms of storyline, it connects generations, which I always love. That's mm-hmm. great. It's lewd. It's got a lot of dirty stuff. It's got a lot of real shit, like just age and Michaels and blah blah blah. It's got it features a dead son. It features a future spoiler di- alert. It features a future Divas champ. Yes. And JR calls it with Lawler. What is a and what is a better overall package 
than this. Yeah, because at the end of the day, like as great as like Savage Steamboat, do you remember the story of it? Like why that match happened? Mm-hmm. Like not. I'm guessing it was something to do with Elizabeth. Like it doesn't. Sure, exactly. You know, like, and then like what? Doesn't... What's the whole point of the like? What Austin Hart meant was huge in terms of like generational changes and changing yes. of the guard. But like both of like you don't really. This care is such that a much. core thing. This is it's mortality. It's the same reason Undertaker works. Yeah, it's the same it's fucking mortality. thing. I mean, that's the thing. This is the match I could show. Is it any? I think anyone, as long as you include the video package, be like, this is why I like this stuff. Watch this. It's a good candidate. It's 20 minutes long. And there's nothing in it that screams like, you don't have to explain anything away. No. Like Attitude Hour, you got to explain away so much. And so much that. There's no suckets in this. Yeah. There was a sucket at the Royal Rumble 2016. (laughs) Oh, God. And clearly a grown man saying, suck it, motherfucker, while doing the second sign. I think it's the perfect Mania match. Yeah, I think this is definitely a candidate. I don't know if we're gonna come to. I mean, there's some more stuff coming up, but I think this is a this is a great just kind of purely about why wrestling is good. Oh, here's another reason why this was good. They let the moment happen. They let the they kept the Cameron Flair. They didn't play Flair's theme music, right? Like they did for Stone Cold when he lost to The Rock, and it was his retirement match, right. and no one knew. They let it. They let the crowd get si- like quiet and sad. And then we cut to a promo. It's not just like, here's a from our AT&T poll, blah, blah, blah. They let the moment happen. They let the moment happen in a way that real sports doesn't let the moment happen either. Yeah. You that, can't. You can't because in real sports, the next play has to happen. Exactly. And so this, because it's choreographed. It's great. You do whatever you fucking want. That extra, like, I don't know, even if it's 20 seconds, it really sets the tone in a way that, like, you can't beat. Yeah. I don't know if it was accidental. I don't know who called this. I don't know if it's, like, Vince in the booth. But whoever directed this. Yeah. And was, how much of it is just... Rick's not leaving the ring. He's retiring. He's going to take his goddamn time. And it's kind of the you know the inverse of what we said about Rick has said or Flair or however I'm on a first name basis with him. I've said like yeah, take as long as you want it can in the intro. Like like build it up, and this is the build building down, like breaking it down part. It's so great, and even yeah. for a guy that you see cry all the time, you could tell like oh, this means yeah. a lot. And I was reading guy. my notes before this. I hadn't. I, I watched this about a week ago, and then did the, I was reading the notes. I was even like. Going over it, I was getting chills because it is like it is that good, and I think as we're moving on, like like you said, they cut to a promo. I think we've had so many of these like hard cuts until like you'd have an emotional moment and then a Playboy bunny, or then you'd have like an emotional moment and then like a retarded wrestler or something. Like th- the fact that they cut to an Edge promo, that's probably the best thing I've ever seen from Edge. It's the best way to end this heavy story because it's it. It once again combines the old and the new. But we do. There is a there's a correction because there is a Hulk reference in this. Sure. Yes, Which sorry. is kind of cool, though. It works. It works. It actually works in this one. But he, once again, Edge was at WrestleMania 6. And they mention that all the time. Exactly. But for this one, I kind of like that he was at WrestleMania 6 because it it brings us back to Flair. It reminds us how long that guy's been here. It's 22 years later. And now we have an adult man that's going to fight a different adult man. Yeah, and it brings back, too, the, everyone, you know, all the Hogan moments that they always talk about are, oh, it's always the body slam. It's this and that. This is the fact that he was there and he saw Hulk lose. And Edge is going to be Edge is against Taker. And so their story here is basically like that was his loss of innocence was seeing Hulk lose. And that that is the line, loss of innocence. Yeah. Um, and and he talks about how, you know, these mundane people who rely on Undertaker's streak to, like, give them meaning. like like that he Which can, is... He, so great because it's the same logic that the McMahons use when they're on TV. Like this week, <laughs> yeah, they're I like love you, it. You simpletons who I give us. I fucking your... love it so much. It's like yeah, all you marks who like like Undertaker streak, and he's like, you know what? I'm, my innocence was I I lost it. I lost my innocence. It sounds like he was raped at See? WrestleMania. That's what I'm saying. Um, and uh, yeah, he's gonna end that for everyone else by ending the streak. It's so good. And, and you it... know, I think Edge is is really overrated. I think he's. There's definitely some good WrestleMania matches. Good other good stuff he's done. Definitely like the 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 thing with Dan O'Brien as like a B plus player. I think I think he was a B plus player. Um, this is there are certain times where he does does good work. I'm not going to deny that. Like that everything he did was shit. I just think he's overrated. But I think this is an example of him doing a serious promo and it working. I love the old school, and it's an old school promo, and I love that. Yeah. And now as soon as our old school promo is over, there's random massive fireworks. Fireworks that you might. Uh, see every single week if you watch any WWE entertainment product. Is it the aerial shot? That's the aerial shot. Yeah. It's this, which I thought would be at the end of a mania. Nope. 
in the middle of a mania. (laughs) To which King says, we're only halfway through. Uh, Kind of sighs, and I actually felt the same way. I'm like, yeah, this is a it's a long one. So then we have our Playboy Bunny Mania Lumberjill match. Yes, and it's uh, uh, they introduce rap artist and star of E Reality Show, whatever it was called, uh, Snoop Dogg. Um, he comes down. Doesn't he come down in like a? He has a golf cart, a, like a gilded golf cart. He's got a. I think it's got like cheetah print golf cart. Classy. Thing. So Snoop is, is uh, he whatever. I don't give a shit. Um, at one, Jr. does not give a fuck. Jr. and Lawler are calling this match. At one point, uh, Lawler says, "Come on, it's bunnies. Get excited, Jr." <laughs> He's, he he can't even get that excited. About halfway through the match, oh well, lumberjill match means that all the other divas are outside. So if somebody gets thrown out the ring, they yes, push and that's it back a tag in, match. Whatever, who gives really a matter. shit? They lose power. Yes. They or, li- or somebody was like, "Oh, the Undertaker's not coming out. <laughs> Put the lights back on." Yeah, I think they lose power. They legit lose power. Yeah, because Orlando's a second class city. He can't even keep its fucking power on. Um Here's a quick question. Yeah. Beth Phoenix is in this match. Can she actually wrestle? Yes, she can. I, was, uh, I, I noticed a few moves. I was like, oh, she's wrestling. Yeah, actually, everybody in this except for Ashley, the pop punk one, everyone can actually kind of wrestle. Beth Phoenix is probably the best. Uh, she's married to Edge in real life. That's just a fun fact. Oh, that's cool. Uh, they call her Glamazon, which was kind of her gimmick. Uh, she's 5'7", like 150. <laughs> like, she's like... Ugh, they disgusting. Make, no, like, she's so tiny. So who dated Lita? Did somebody date Lita in real life? Um... I thought Edge dated Lita. Yeah, Matt Hardy and Edge, not simultaneously. But they did make that a storyline. In real life. And, yes. Okay, and now in real life, uh, yeah, yeah. Beth Phoenix and Edge are married? Yes. Are they still together? I believe so. That's nice. Yeah, because Edge is a, is a real person. I guess she is, too. Nice. Well, that's what I was wondering, because I yeah. know that Lita's back in the company. And Never. if everything if that Lawler's taught me, it's that, like all of these women are very jealous. So I They're just want to make sure everything, yes. that everything's fine. Uh, at some point in this match... Uh, the king says he's tired of this Italian idiot, Santino, and he goes out and slugs him. Uh, and then, does who does Snoop clothesline? Also, the, also Santino. Santino. And then he makes out Maria. The end. Snoop wins. Okay, moving on. Uh, my favorite man of the card, John Cena, is there. Yeah, he is. He's going to be in a triple threat match against Triple H and Randy Orton for the WWE Championship. Our AT&T poll told us that eight, only 8% of the people think Randy Orton is going to win, 40% think Triple H is going to win, and 52% think John Cena is going to win. I'd like to say that those are very good odds for every single match Generally. any of these three guys have against each other Generally, that, that for the holds. next decade. Um, but that's sometimes you have to bet against the house. Um, because the story, it's mania. Yeah. Fuck the story. I don't give a shit. No, it's funny. Oh, okay. The, the Go Triple ahead. H missed WrestleMania 24, and he came back and made a triumphant return at the next SummerSlam. Cena was injured, made a surprise return to Royal Rumble, got a huge pop in New York. Uh, Randy Orton doesn't really care. He's just going to uh, he's gonna beat them. He doesn't like them. That's basically the story. Okay. Because it's WrestleMania, everyone has a cool intro. Okay. The first cool intro is my favorite, John Cena! <laughs> Can you get the high school marching band I'm going to try to get the high school marching band. Um, they play, they open with Let Freedom Ring. Okay. And then that transitions into John Cena's theme song. Yes. On a marching band. From a marching band. Yeah. It's amazing. It's a high school marching band. Is it really? Yeah. They were like, we're going to go cheap. Yeah. Uh, it's not loud enough. And it's actually the it weak. doesn't drown out the booze. It does. It's such getting. a weak intro. I don't care. I love it. Um, really quick question. What do you think Randy Orton thinks of John Cena's salutes in, in real life? Because... Uh, Randy Orton was AWOL from the Marines? In real life, yes. And John Cena played the Marine in a movie called The Marine. I don't think... I, I mean, while he's, like, counting his money, I don't think he gives a shit. Okay, I was just wondering. Stuff. I was just wondering. <laughs> yeah, if there's anybody Orton on this is card... The, Orton is the least of a mark of, like, anybody on this card. I probably agree with he you. He does not give a shit. <laughs> I think Floyd Mayweather cares more about this product yeah, yeah. than Orton. He's more invested, yeah. All right, cool. Anyways, um... That happens, and then Triple H comes out. He's the game, blah, blah, blah. Time to play the game. Then Orton comes out, and he's got voices inside of his head, but not yet. Not yet. Okay. Which, it'll be great when he does. This this match, um, it's basically, we've seen these triple threats like this before. Um, it's a combination. You get the power wrestling, you get the speed, you get a lot of three-way type of moves. Um, I don't really have much for it because Yeah, it's I agree. Um, here's the thing. Each guy gets in multiple of their signature multiples yeah, yeah. of their signature moves. They're, they all look really good. Yeah. Um, like that time Triple H uses the crossface. He uses Benoit's move <laughs> months after Benoit murders his family. It's a good tribute to him. It's nice. <laughs> 
Um, is the pedigree a relatively safe move? Yeah. It looks like it's one of the safest, but good-looking. It moves. looks good. It looks like your face is going right into exactly. it. Triple, Triple H, H has is so good at that. He's actually Triple good H at protecting people. He's pedigreed Stephanie McMahon on an announce table. It's so cool. Like, it's he knows how to do the move. Um, and the F the FU slash the attitude adjustment is the safest because he's laying you down, like putting a baby to sleep. Because he loves you. He's yeah. a caring man. You know what doesn't look safe? An RKO to nowhere. Oh uh, no! Actually, fine. RKO's fine. What looks not the uh, the punt that Orton does that he's not allowed to do anymore. Oh yeah, <laughs> they used to use it. It's funny if you ever look up on Wikipedia, uh, the like in wrestling section, it'll show you like their moves, their signature moves, finishers, and it'll give like a comment like, "Oh, used exclusively in 2004," or like used with theatrics or something. With the punt, I think it says like used to give storyline concussions. <laughs> so they don't use the punt anymore. They they would do this thing where they tease it like it's a forbidden move. It's so weird. <laughs> it's, it's really so I mean, weird. They don't use it because of that, and it's also not particularly safe. Um, it's a perfectly fine match, but there's no real reason to ever watch it again. No, and it and oh. it, it defying the odds, you know exactly after, um, you know there's a bunch of like fu and pedigree counters, and then Orton punts Triple H and steals the pin, which it's pretty good. A, it's a good heel thing. Pretty good. Just ends it. How long is that match? Uh, fourteen minutes and ten seconds. Yeah, that's about that's about sure. Yeah. I thought it was. Way better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it's solid, and we haven't seen Cena and Orton one no do this question. match over and over and over again. Yeah. Number one, I watch this on four different devices. Mm-hmm. I want to say this is the best looking Mania yet on an iPad. It looks better than a computer, uh, a phone, or the television. Interesting. I, I think it's the HD. It's I think be. for some weird reason it looks better than an iPad, like than on a. It's very weird. Yeah. It's the first time that's happened. I want to note that. And here's the question. I, why is Triple H more popular than Cena? At this point? At this point. Is it just nostalgia? I think uh, a little bit of that. Uh, actually, a lot of that. I think that's... I mean, he got a huge pop in the Royal Rumble that he just won in 2016, and it's all nostalgia. And at this point, he's still... He's past, he's past his prime. He's not past his best WrestleMania matches, necessarily, but at this point, he's, tra- he's getting closer to that part-time player. What does he wrestle now, once a year? Uh, and then he I like mean, refs and like does something dirty. Yeah, I really liked his um, speech on Monday night on Raw. Yeah, when he said, "Well, you've done all this stuff in your career. Why do you need the belt? You don't. You, I, I want it." Not that. All Not right. that smarky bullshit. The part where he just said, "There's no such like that." He essentially said, "Wrestling is God." Oh yeah, and this is my like altar. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah, I worship this shit. I don't think we talk about how atheist and or agnostic the WWE is enough. Yeah, we should get. Is there a bigger company where the CEO says, "God, you don't like me, and I don't like you"? I'm not joking. Yeah, in a weird, fucked up way. Maybe not so weird, not so fucked up. I kind of hope Trump gets the nomination simply because that will prove like we need to stop this culture wars bullshit because it's like it doesn't matter. This is what happens. Exactly. That that the fact that Vince McMahon could be worth a billion dollars and say, "I don't believe in God in America," <laughs> we should look into that. Yeah. That's interesting. It's a way forward, people. Except, I'm not joking. I know. All right, let's move on. So then we get a package for the match that they're billing as the biggest versus the best, uh, Big Show versus Mayweather in a in a boxing match. Um, they basically had a confrontation on Raw, setting up a match. Um, Big Show. There's a great article that just came out on SB Nation about Big Show. His very short lived boxing career. Um, he had flamed out of. The WWE uh, was in real bad health, not taking care of himself, and it just ballooned up and was having was losing sensation in his limbs. So, um, so he didn't renew his contract, and uh, his good friend uh, Terry uh, Balea is that how you pronounce his last name? Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Every time I hear Terry, I want to say Terry Schiavo, and I I know it's not that. So, I wish. Yeah. Um, He's like, have you ever... Uh, Wait, do you wish because you wish Hulk Hogan was dead? Yeah. Or, oh, okay, yeah. that makes sense. Uh, no, I wish because Terry Shiloh... I thought you were horrible shit about Terry Shiloh. You're Terry like, oh, Shiloh. that's real shit. <laughs> was, yeah. No, I mean, I didn't use her in a political ad in 2016. Um, so uh, Hulk was basically in real life, hey, Big Show, have you ever tried boxing, brother? You'll be great. Here's a guy who couldn't like feel his limbs, but you should be in boxing. But anyway, read the article. It's really good. It's about how... like. This was really stupid, and Big Show should not be a boxer because just because he's a Big Show doesn't mean you can take a punch to the face. Uh, and we'll get to that. Like in the article, like when he wakes up 
when he blacked out and then drove himself home and realized, like, yeah, so maybe you shouldn't, uh, with one of the best punchers of all time, you shouldn't get... That being said... It's a good match. It's a, Is this the best gimmick, celebrity gimmick match in Mania history? Yeah, definitely, because the other matches suffered when they tried to... They tr- they made it too because we've had a bullshit boxing match with Mr. T and Piper. Mr. T and Piper doesn't work because they they kept up the facade of this is going to be boxing until they just got bored and, and then they had it. the real boxing match with Butterbean who knocked a man out legit in like what twenty seconds. Yeah, like, and those were too real because they tried to make it a boxing match, even though they were scripted to some degree. Uh, they didn't embrace what a boxing match in re- in the world of wrestling. We had Big like. Show in a sumo match, which we both thought was okay. And that was basically how you do it. That was, like a re- that was re- being respectful of a different thing mm-hmm. in wrestling. Which and this, this is, is just, not that. No. Um, Mayweather is wearing, like, furry Jankos. Yeah. Yeah, they look like they're Big Show's pants. Like, they're not... He shouldn't be wearing them. It's very weird. Uh, Big Show... And he's he's got gloves. Big Show is just doing bare-knuckle boxing, which you should not do as either. Is did Floyd the the premise is Mayweather's doing this for twenty million dollars? Do you know yeah. if that's real? No, I okay. don't know, and I doubt it. Okay, um, but he gets it. Like he's got a chalice, and he's getting toweled down like yeah. by his handlers. Like he gets what he's doing. That he's the heel, and it's and a it's great visual works. in every aspect. Big versus little. Yeah, felt like he's got the he's wearing the Andre the Giant one like singlet. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. Um. The the reach thing does play that that USA Today thing kind of like it c- didn't sell it enough how big of a difference yeah. their sizes are. Um, it, it's a great visual in every way whatsoever, but it's really it's difficult to have. To, it must be really hard for Show to call this match because he can't I assume it was highly uh, choreographed. Exactly, because you can't hurt Mayweather. Yeah, I mean that's Sh- the thing. It could, you could easily show could easily he hurt could easily Mayweather hurt if they accident. did wrestling yeah. and vice versa. Mayweather could easily hurt Show. Yeah, he could break his jaw out there yeah. or like knock him out cold, and then you have a real problem on your hands. So the fact that yeah, Big Show is doing these like stomps and the chop, the chops and stuff, and he's standing on and putting all his weight in air quotes. You know, like they're doing a lot of that. And then you know Mayweather leaves, and Big Show goes out and roughs up his handlers, some of whom were developmental wrestlers and stuff so i mean i think that's got to be the only way and then you kind of get to the inevitable thing of like yeah don't pretend this is this is a wrestling match in boxing clothing um mayweather uses a chair he does a low blow Mm -hmm. because it's like a no dq match uh and then we have a return of the uh the brass knucks um so they mayweather doesn't lose a wrestling match and also big show loses by cheating you protect both guys exactly. you protect both businesses it's pretty impressive yeah and it, you found a way to finally make big show interesting other than like he's a big show yes and the, the whole thing with this is he did eventually when he did come back because of the training he did for boxing he was actually in, a, in the best shape of his life it's so weird big yeah. show is 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 big show the biggest no pun intended what if you had a better book like this guy could yes. have in theory been giant yeah like, what the hell? Is and they didn't. They they never knew, or they never did. Is make that a partially attraction. on the Big Show to figure out his own gimmick and to figure out his own storyline? Yeah, I think a lot of it too in that run. I mean, you don't get you don't get up to like five hundred pounds because you like really care about yourself and your job. Well, I have to disagree on that. Okay, uh, Lawler and Jr. do not know how to call this match. There's yeah, it's just like uh, it's kind of a mess. Yeah, um, and it sucks not, because that's yeah. the last we're going to hear from them. Yes, next we get. Our vignette, another one of these like Florida ones, even though it's in Orlando, they're at a beach. A guy is proposing to his girlfriend, so Batista spears him and then takes the, the girlfriend. Cool. Then we have Kim Kardashian giving us my second favorite part of every WrestleMania, the, the num- attendance. The attendance. They set a record. Good for them. Yeah. 74,635. It's big. That's really big, guys. Then there's the package with Edge and Taker. Yes, and Undertaker, described as the epitome of WrestleMania. Um, basically, the story is that Edge had used the money in bank to take Undertaker's title and just kept fucking with him. Um, Undertaker says, I don't talk about taking souls, I just do it. And then he tombstones Vicky Guerrero, who was in a kayfabe relationship with Edge. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's a solid enough. I think Edge's promo really puts it over. This is the story. It's just like Edge is just fucking with the old man. And yeah, fine. Undertaker and doesn't this want is it. A sing- and Edge has the belt, so it's a singles match for the World Heavyweight Championship. Yes. Does Edge's theme song open with a Michael Jackson quote? How does it open? It's like, 
something about like, "Will they see me? Or they don't understand me, or something to that effect." Yeah, I'd, I've been I had been singing this to myself after watching this match, but thankfully it's out of my head, so I'm not in a rush to put it back in my head. Uh, Michael Cole's calling this match. Mm-hmm. He says, "Smackdown time, Vintage Undertaker." More than he has ever described a Divas match to be about jealousy, which That's means he tough. says Vintage Undertaker. He does the a lot. Vi- he does the vintage thing almost to, at this point now. It's like self parody. I have very few notes about this twenty four minute match. Yeah, um, basically that you know I think Edge kind of carries it on offense for a while. Undertaker either looking his age or kind of playing into it that this is the young gun versus the old man. I um, just have it's perfectly fine, but twenty three was better. Yes, I think this is. This is in, in these we've gone back and forth. You know, Undertaker Orton was good, Mark Henry not so good. Oh, but we should mention the, the intro. Uh, the Undertaker intro. Yeah, I just have that he has so much fire and smoke. Yes, they've nailed it. They yes. now know exactly what they're doing. The dong comes into the perfect time. The right amount of druids. Yeah. The my, the right amount of uh, not having a segue bring him to the ring or a motorcycle. And they didn't interrupt it with a promo. Exactly. Just like. Here's the intro. Let's do it. Unlike my interrupted your train of thought, and I apologize. Oh, Continue. don't worry about it. No, I mean, um, so they're they're doing that. Mostly my thing with Cole isn't the vintage Undertaker. It's that every time Edge does a thing, he goes, the streak's over for 24 minutes. So we got, what, six more years of that? Yes. Um, oh, and he also puts off puts over Edge as the ultimate opportunist over and over again. Um yeah, I mean, there's 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 really nothing here. You know, they 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 have the 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 ref gets knocked out at some point, so it gets a little like they start doing some kind of hardcore and some other stuff, or like Edge gets tombstone. There's, there's a no run ref. in. Yeah, Charles Robinson runs all the way down and slides in. It's not that like awesome slide in, but it he does make the whole whole distance to get there in time. And um, also, uh, Edge's little minions, uh, Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder actually um, distract. Uh, the Undertaker, and he gets the he turn Undertaker gets speared, but turns it into the Hell's Gate submission. So what he ends up that becomes the story is that he was he's actually the opportunist because that's how he's the crafty veteran. Um, gets edged to tap, and uh, is it the first yeah. Taker match to end submission in Mania? Yes. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, and the and Hell's Gate. I mean, that that was definitely uh, that'll come into play in other. You know what? Matches. I was wrong. After that's the fireworks match. That's the top of every show. Oh, okay, not the outdoor. The yeah, I have outdoor equals fireworks. Yep. But uh, I don't know if this is my note or if someone says something to this, but it basically, like, take away what your enemy wants. That becomes the story. The Undertaker is just like, oh, like, they're both trying to take what the other one wants. And so the Undertaker, this is where one of those ones that makes sense for Undertaker to have a belt. Understood. Yes. So that's a mania. Yeah. Uh, the recap video, four songs. It's, they don't even finish a song. It's like four minutes long. They yeah. just have four separate They're like, we're fucking using all of this. Yeah, we're paying for them. You know this one. The last note I had on this, other than I do like this one. I think it's. I think the the thank you the fact that there's a. I think it's better than the last two. Um, the stuff that doesn't work doesn't stick out. It's mm-hmm. like it's it's good good enough. It's better than twenty two and twenty three. The the good stuff. I mean, the good stuff really works. The flair, Michaels one. It's a it's a everything else is solid. There's nothing that jumps out. The celebrity stuff works. I think this is them kind of hitting their stride. For sure. It only took 20-something years. But. Is this a transitional era, per period, or no? I think it's still firmly Cena. It's the Cena okay. era with, with Triple H, uh, Orton, Undertaker. And I love I thought it was yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, my only problem with it is your obvious Playboy match. Yeah. And even that one isn't as bad. I think the next year's is worse. Um, this is also one, I think, as far as them being kind of firmly in this era, like there's no Vince, there's no Stone Cold. Um, as you said, there's like... A, a passing reference to Hogan, That's but it's awesome. not part of this the story. This is great. I yeah. love it. 